listener production. Recently in Melbourne, uh, in a suburb called Chelsea, um, there's a cafe called Alice Rebels. Now, the plan was that the cafe would host a, like a little Easter event for kids and parents, hosted by Millian Problems, what a fucking great drag name, and Electra Cute. Can I just say, I love a great drag name, and those are two fucking great names. This so story good. is a very serious, very sort of violent story, but it's it's sometimes it's a bit funny. <laughs> um, anyway, two uh, fantastic drag performers. I have pre-recorded chats with each of them individually, plus um, the cafe owner at Alice Rebels, because this incident that happened, it's a bit chaotic. You're going to learn through these three chats exactly what has happened. But what was reported was um, a group of neo-Nazis found out the event was happening and basically called Meg, who runs uh, the cafe in Chelsea, Alice Rebels, uh, with threatening uh, her and her staff. And it just turned into this real witch hunt. And obviously in the States at the moment, there are some very backward bills being passed and presented uh, in the state legislature there, basically banning drag shows. This is really the first big instance where that has infiltrated Australia. So I wanted to talk to the three parties involved and just hear what, what has gone on and maybe what can we do to help or how do we cope with a situation like this? So the first person I was very lucky enough to speak to was a drag performer, Millie Ann Problems. Um, okay, firstly, thank you so much for doing this. No, okay. How are you? Oh, honestly, I'm, I'm all right. I was expecting a, a lot more of a negative response than what I've received personally. So I'm getting a lot of messages of love at the moment, which is just great. Did this incident sort of, I mean, forgive me for being totally naive. Is this Was this out of the blue or is this something you have to deal with relatively often? Um, as of late, it's been something that, as a community, we've all had to kind of deal with relatively frequently. Um, mm-hmm. I do have somebody in our community who has neo-Nazis rock up to their um, children events that are out in public. So it's not even like it's an event or a venue. It's like a day in the park. Um, and so it's really disheartening for a lot of us. Where do you think this has come from? Honestly, America is all I can kind of mm-hmm. say from that. Um also, the, those neo-Nazis tended to pop out after COVID. Um, of course, seeing everybody else doing their own peaceful protests and they're like, well, well, we can do that too. And so then they've come out and they've started protesting all of their beliefs as well. Because can I ask, and feel free to not answer anything if I get too personal, but could you just explain to me what happened to you uh, recently? Yeah, so basically we had planned because we had a, a lot of our regulars request that they could bring their children to a bingo or a dinner show. And we did say to them, well, they're not child friendly and they're not welcome to come to them, of course. But because it was such a requested thing and numerous times by multiple different people, we we're like, you know what, maybe we should do like a kids activity day during the school holidays just so that they don't feel left out and all of that. Um, now, four weeks ago, four to six weeks ago, when they had the protests on the steps of parliament, that was when we decided to actually cut it. We were like, you know what, this isn't going to be a safe or a smart decision. Let's leave it. Um, what were they protesting? So they were basically just calling us child groomers and that, mm. you know, we shouldn't be in front of children and all that stuff. Um, and so we were just like, this isn't the right time to do it because, of course, pre-Christmas, there was nothing of this sort out there. 
So we're like, oh, this is a good idea. And then it got to around, you know, February and we're like, okay, things have changed drastically in these last two months. And so we needed to reorganize it and just have a quicker, deeper look at it. America's just having such a negative influence on the rest of the world on these issues. Oh, definitely. And it's the part that it's not even just getting to protests now. There were threats that they had somebody who works in Vic Roads so they could get our registrations for whoever rocked up to the actual event. And then the person who works at Vic Roads would be able to gather, you know, home addresses, mobile numbers, stuff like that, and give it to those protesters. It's just a non-issue. Like It's not been for a long time. So the fact that it's randomly now an issue is quite scary in its own aspect. Like I, I do have to think of, you know, I have family that come to my events. I can't have them come anymore. My grandmother especially mm-hmm. is a big supporter and it's just not safe for her to come anymore. Um, as well as our other patrons, like I do not particularly care about my safety when I'm doing the things that I do. I'm well aware of the world that I started doing it in, but now it's getting to the point that the people that I'm associated with are in danger for me doing what I like to do. Is it, that's so insane. Because definitely the media, I mean, I feel like this is, I, I have a, not a great relationship with the media. Like I feel like they stir the pot and then they report and then they're like, oh, this is terrible. And I'm like, but you push all these conspiracy theories and you, you know, will, will platform these people with these just ludicrous statements. Oh, there was the um, piece on the news about me as well and the whole venue. And when they were trying to basically prove to people that we're not doing sexual things, they went and pulled off of our Instagram photos and videos of us in skimpy outfits and like, you know, doing dress reveals and stuff like that. And I'm like, you couldn't have found something wholesome, not us stripping. Yeah. Like that is the opposite of what we're trying to show that we don't do. <laughs> yeah. Hey, look, I, I worked for a media organization and, and when it, sadly it comes down to it, it's the clicks. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for chatting. No, um, my pleasure. I love you. I love what you do. I'm so sorry that you went through just what a fucking nightmare. It was just such a sad, just, it was just so disappointing. Something we never thought we had to deal with. Complete Dribble with Christian Hull. She is a fantastic drag queen and I have mad respect for her for doing a show like this and for also coming on and talking about this. I also wanted to get on... Uh, Electrocute, who really sort of was is one of, is one of the big ringleaders uh, and organisers of the event. Electra, thank you so much for making time. I did just speak to uh, Millianne Problems. I-, I wanted to get your side of the story. So we thought we were doing something that was, you know, we knew it was fresh. We knew that, you know, it was something that hadn't sort of been done a lot other than story times and stuff like that. Mm. Um, but it was very um, marketed at... It was a children's event. And the funny thing is as well is we didn't actually even suggest it. The parents came to our bingos and for about six or seven months, they've been like, oh, why don't you do a children's event? Like we want to bring our kids. We want, you know, them to be introduced to sort of this fantasy land of, you know, of beauty, must I say. (laughs) Um, And then it just hit, hit the fan. It just went crazy. Um, and then sort of last week on Tuesdays when we got the call from Megan, she's like, look, I need to be open with you. I need to let you know what's been going on um, and release the shitstorm <laughs> onto us um, about right. the, um, the, de- the death threats, the threats to follow us home and to attack our houses, our property and ourselves, which you shouldn't really read, but um, 
once you get started, <laughs> it's a slippery uh, slope. Yeah, you spiral out of control and, and it's, it's... Well, I was talking with, with Millie-Anne and, and she was saying, yeah, that, I mean, the American influence has really, you know, made its way to Australia and, and something just so, so innocent and small and insignificant like, you know, Disney princesses painting eggs with parents and kids yeah. has become this global story. And that's the sad part about cancelling the event. Like, yes, we have to think about our safety and our audience's safety and all the rest of it. But in doing that, mm. what we've kind of done is we've kind of gone, like we put a notch on their little, like, oh, we won this one. Mm. Do you know what I mean? We mm. cancelled it. But at the end of the day, like people's safety has to come into it. And the funny thing is, is we've been making jokes about America. On the, on the microphone, we joke about it all the time. Oh, my God, we're going to get banned. Yeah. Like, let's not, you know, dress up in bad outfits. Like, oh, you're getting banned for your style. And then all of a sudden it's here. It's, yeah. That's the, that's the really scary part for me is that I, I couldn't help but feel maybe four, before COVID. It, was, it, it felt, you know, like you were making a little bit of progression and the media blow everything out of proportion. They sensationalize And they always them. make that headline extra, like, on the verge of being a lie. Oh. Do you know, when I click, like, I will sometimes clickbait the episodes of my podcast to be like, you know, Christian <laughs> Hart reveals the exorbitant amount he's making on OnlyFans. And it's like, you know, $1,500 for six weeks. Like, it's nothing. nothing. But it's, it's, you know, it's just to stand out. And, and yeah. no one reads these articles and... If, if they do, again, they're all sensationalised. It's all opinion. It's not, like, yeah. I feel like journalism is, is no longer, you know, uh, this side and the other side and the middle, the truth. It's just an opinion piece. Yeah. It's, uh, wait, what do you think is going to happen next? Cancel us. We're going to come back. <laughs> like, do you know what I mean? Mm. Like, we've got a bingo tonight. Um, you know, I, I'm here with Millie. She's in the other room. Uh. Um, <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love that. Here I am trying I to secretly like, speak to the two of you. Yeah. I'm going to stay in the in the pretty room. <laughs> you go out in the lounge room. Um, no, but I think it's, you just got to go on. You can't let it stop you. And if we phase out, we phase out. You know what? We've all got probably a backup. We can just look pretty. I, I don't, don't know. <laughs> I mean, I don't want to sensationalise anything here, but are you not scared that, you know, there was threats that they could get your home address and where you lived? And Look, all I can say is they kidnapped me. I hope they're hot. Because it's been a long lockdown. Oh, it's been dear. a long lockdown. Oh, well, thank you so but, much for, for coming on and chatting with me. I really appreciate it. Thank you for giving us a voice. It can be... I just can't imagine what they would have to go through and how scary something like that would be. And it's really devastating. Uh, I, I wanted to chat with Meg, who runs Alice Rebels, uh, and, and I, you're about to hear from her her perspective and her take. And, and she she admitted she was mostly in her cafe bubble, really busy, quite stressed, and then this sort of all just came out of nowhere for her. Um, so here is my chat with Meg. You run Alice Rebels. Can you just explain to me what's been going on over the last, you know, two or three weeks with you? Okay, so the media kind of twisted a little bit of what uh, how it all started. What, so the I media had... twisted the story? <laughs> just a touch. Classic media, yeah. Um, I'd actually cancelled the event probably a month beforehand. It was a financial decision as well as some just very weird phone calls and random behaviours by a couple of customers. So it wasn't so much about the girls at the time. I sort of was making a financial decision that the cost of two drag queens with kids coming in, were we going to get the balance of money because obviously things haven't been, you know, super flash. Mm. But then 
yeah, the, the weird phone calls and the weird conversations I'd had with a couple of people started to make me think, maybe I should pay attention to something outside of my own bubble. The shit that they've put you through, like with you mm. know, addresses and threatening, you know, uh, you know, members of your staff, oh. yourself, family members. It, the family members that were going to attend, it was disgraceful. But it didn't stop after that either. So once the media hit, the hate that I have received through, we had to turn all commentary off of Facebook and Instagram. Um, we had to, but well, we were trying to block it through our emails. In the end, I had to log a whole lot of messages to the police. Big poll were fantastic, yeah. actually. Oh, good. But my mental health has taken an absolute battering. Because yes, the love's there, and I get that. I have received quite a lot of love, but the hate. I was just mortified. I've never, I never expected anything like it. It's terrifying. It's ter- it was. <laughs> I've know, had death threats, more yeah. death threats since the original ones. So. And you don't really understand a death threat until you get one. Like, mm. like I've always gone, oh, you know what, they're just keyboard warriors. They're just things. But mm. well, as soon as you get one, your whole world collapses in on itself and you're worried about walking to the car on your own in a car park. Mm-hmm. Uh, is someone following you? You, you? you get this slight paranoia because it only takes, I don't want to, you know, scare <laughs> you, but it does, it only takes one person that's a little bit mentally unhinged to, to really, you know, do something silly. Mm. Oh, I watch enough of the, the TV shows. Oh, and all those I know, wonderful right. Things. And the documentaries and all the conspiracies. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally into that. I'm also ex-South Australian, so, you know, we're an interesting <laughs> race. <laughs> oh, that's so <laughs> funny. Yeah, God, those uh, people down there. Oh. <laughs> uh. Anyway, but then this is the thing that's frustrating for me because I'm a pretty strong woman. Mm. To have myself curl up in a ball and not want to leave my bedroom has been <sighs> really mortifying. Um, that's so sad, Meg. Uh, this. Like what, what's what's happening with you now? Well, we did drag bingo last night, and the girls were amazed balls. Yeah, because it's worth mentioning you do drag bingo once a fortnight uh, on a Wednesday. Yes. Yeah, my cousin. I just like I was talking to Millianne and and Electrocute, and uh, turns out I don't know if you know my cousin Jamila. Um, she comes to the shows. Yeah, she she on lives occasion. she lives down the road. She's gay, and mm-hmm. it, like it means so much to the community that you do these events, and then to have this happen is so devastating. Because from one perspective, like again, you're curled up into a ball, you know, crying and and scared, um, mm. but then you got to put on a brave face because, like, what, you you drag bingo nights. Uh, do you get much threats for those? Like, do you are you Never. Started, no being in Australia, which I thought was quite progressive, but, you know, it, it's just a slippery slope. And I really hope that this doesn't happen long term and, and <clears throat> you know, we're essentially bullied out of celebrating. It's literally beautiful-looking drag performers <coughs> painting eggs with kids and parents. Yeah, wearing ball gowns, singing Disney tunes. It's oh, <sighs> disgusting. Anyway, um, I'm not going to change who I am. I'm not going to change the good. venue. My husband, my family and I. We just we are who we are. I really appreciate that you were marching forward, um, and that you know, it takes a lot of courage. It's very, very difficult. It's very difficult. So I really appreciate it. I finally visit my cousin, who I haven't visited in six years. Um, I will <laughs> pop in and say hello. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love that. I've been following you forever, so that'd be fantastic. Oh, I love that. Well, I will. I will. Def- I'll come and visit you, and then I'll just pop in and see her. Oh, that's a perfect yes, plan. I love a, that. Yeah, yeah. I should be aware if you're listening. I'm so sorry. I love you, Jilly. All right. Thank you, Meg. Appreciate your time. Thanks, Christian. Have a great day. You too. Thank you. Complete Dribble with Christian Hull. So that's where we're at. The world is fucked. 
Um, there's really no solution. I, I think we need to make sure that we are messaging the people that we have voted in in our local council, our state government and our federal members. Just reminding them that this still happens and the more we talk about it, the more we can highlight it, uh, the, the more we're aware that this shit is going on and, and hopefully we can stop it. Um, it's also really important. Go to your drag bingos. Um, I'm going to need to pull my finger out. I have massive social anxiety and I know I'm going to get picked on. I'm going to go to a drag bingo. There's heaps here in Brisbane. Um, support your local events. And when it comes to situations that you're not across or you're not aware of, it's really important that you take what the media say with a grain of salt. As we can see, this story was sensationalised. It's horrific, but it's also, it just sort of plays into this narrative this think of the children narrative. Like, we, we, we always go there, just do your research. I don't know, how do we do our research? Because everywhere it's all lies and opinion. So I don't know. Anyways, uh, the takeaway is I have no solution. Uh, I am no help whatsoever. Hold on, hold on. Here's an idea that I've just stolen from Nat um, that she held up, she just held up on a piece of paper. She basically said, follow your drag queens. Follow your local drag queens. Follow your favourite ones. Interact with them. Show them love and support uh, and listen to them. You know what you can do? Like what I have done? Go to the source. Talk to Meg. Talk to Electrocute. See what's going on. Because this, you know, what what did we learn? That the event was cancelled months prior and it had nothing to do with the neo-Nazi. They just wanted to take the story and claim that they did something fantastic. Mm. So... So if you don't understand something, go to the source that does understand it and educate yourself, basically. Yeah, talk to everyone involved. That's a lot of work though, isn't it? That's what... This is the thing. That's what the fucking media are supposed to do. And they're supposed to report the facts and they're not supposed to give opinion. But they don't. No. I stand by my previous statement. The world is fucked. Uh, And now thanks for listening. Thank you. (laughs) 